Balls, 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 balls. I introduced myself, now you introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm Minty. And balls, balls, balls. And this is fun on title. We start every podcast with FU. And this week we are reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 5, and RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 3. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the balls episode because we all know the first two looks no one gives a shit about, but the last look, we see how these girls can sew. <laughs> or can't sew. Yeah, give and take. I thought this episode was really clicky and it was more on the weird drama between Tamisha and Candy Muse. Yeah, so let's get into it. So they come back, Kamora Hall is gone, Candy attacked Elliot, and I love that Elliot just stands her ground but does not make any wave. Mm. She's like, alright, whatever, cool. I cannot stand the Joey J and Candy Muse storyline they tried to push this episode. I don't know. I think Candy's just trying to get some kind of hype up. And then, you know, what was more memorable than, like, Vanjie and Brooklyn's romance? <laughs> That's what they're doing in all the drag ways. That's why you have taste and a horror in UK. <laughs> yeah, well, that one is sexual tension. This one is Candy Muse won't leave Joey alone. Yeah, it's a little... Ugh. And then, of course, Tamisha kind of, like, defends... I guess technically all the queens and yeah. saying like Simone isn't the only competition and we're still early in the race so it's not like you can really say who's on the top and who's on the bottom. The balls on Candy Muse saying she's on the top when she almost went home in one of the rounds. Like it's such a roller coaster. Like Denali was on top and then she got on bottom. It happens. It's a competition. Yeah, and each challenge is so different. It's hard to find a queen that can do well in every challenge, you know? Okay, here's my problem with Candy Muse and why I'm upset. I get why she's like this. Your whole life, you was ostracized for being unique, for being yourself, and you're finally in a competition to validate yourself. RuPaul, the queen of all drag queens, has complimented you. She likes your personality. You feel like you're on top of the world. But when someone tries to wheel you back down and ground you, you get defensive. You do not want to lose this feeling. But what Candy Muse does not understand is that all the queens she brings down are in the same position as Candy Muse. They all felt ostracized by whatever community they were part of. So it just makes Candy Muse look like a bully. Like the way she was so mean to Elliot with two T's the whole thing and she was even mean to Joey J, someone she has a crush on. Like if you cannot be friends with Candy Muse unless you are skilled or else Candy Muse will talk smack about you. Not even skilled, just like, you just think you're all that. Yeah, like the, oh, we're the Kiki squad with Gottmik and Tina Burner because we all gossip the same way. Candy Muse cannot bring herself up without bringing other people's down. Like, she can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm the main competition with Simone without dismissing all the other queens. Like, you're not real competition. Yeah, I mean, I like Candy's sass, but her arrogance truly is, uh, what's the word... It's not a very pleasing attribute. Like, I get why she's like this. She was hurt in her life. All these queens were hurt for being, you know, like, because in your drag, everyone looks down on you in a way. Yeah, it's that subculture that RuPaul has put into mainstream, but that doesn't make it, like, the most common thing still. But drama aside, I did enjoy watching all the girls' soul. 
Yeah, okay. Or not so. Well, so or not so. So the first thing to do is the mini baby challenge, where they all dress like little cute babies and throwing like tantrums or dancing or whatever. That was cute. I'm pretty sure that RuPaul gave them props because a lot of them had the same bonnet and Rosé had Alaska's pound cake. That's right, that's her name. And Rosé should have won. Oh, Rosé should have won. Like, when Tamisa said that's not a baby, that's a grown w- woman twerking. I was like, yeah, it is. Okay, Denali did this dance move where like she twisted her head and like went up down the ground. I don't know if that was during the challenge or when they were doing the impromptu ball, but that was cool. Oh yeah, I think that's the impromptu ball. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? There's that you remember that um Netflix movie with the French dance twerking eleven year olds? Um, are you asking me if I know the movie Cuties? Yes. Hey, I-, I got you, boo boo. And one of the queens did the dance that the cuties did. Yeah. And I was like, this is why nobody like cuties. Is this a famous dance move? Or did you watch cuties, my dude? Yeah, and you saw how appropriate it was for you to do it because it was not appropriate for 11 year olds to do it. Could I do it? Well, you're not 11, so I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it all day. So we're seeing like people, you know. So and not so. I thought it was really funny when Rosé was like, the ball brigade are nervous. <laughs> it's sad because Rosé and Elliot with two T's really did have nice outfits. I don't know why Elliot with two T's didn't get any acclaim. Well, well I, I, I'll explain it to you when we get into it. <laughs> why Elliot, it is no shock who was in the tops and the bottoms. And the girls who were like, oh, I should have been safe. It's like, your third outfit was good. Your first two were not good. Oh, yeah. Or just basic. But we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. And like, all the other balls, they never really considered the first two outfits. But I feel like this season, they did. Yeah. I guess it's just because, I don't know, maybe because before it was like, the third one was so dramatic. Like, nothing Lala Ree could have done to save her from her third outfit. <laughs> <laughs> She could have been a goddess in the first two, but that third one just made her, like, a homeless person. <laughs> the I eyes thought, of a god. Well, I thought it was interesting, the groups. It was the girls who was comfortable with hot glue, there was the girls who could sew, and then there was the girls who had no idea what they were doing. And I thought it was cute that some of the girls were helping each other, like, Yurika helped Lala Ree, Got Mick helped Simone. Yurika is so nice. Yurika is so nice. I, I love her personality. Her drag is growing on me. It is! Like, okay, because I didn't like the sheer look. Her, her promo look is oh. super cute. Her train? What was the, the train? Curtain? The, the train is super campy. Um, Her, her day and night one was okay. I didn't care for it. That was like the circus balls. Yeah. She had a theme. You gotta get girl props. She knew what she was doing. And I do like it, because like I, I've said in previous episodes, her outfits are gaudy, but I do like gaudy. And I thought that... These outfits today were more fashionable and a little less gaudy, except that second one. Yurika gives me um, Evie Oddly vibes. But not as weird. Yeah, not as weird. More fashion forward Evie Oddly. More fashion forward Evie Oddly, but the way she walks is a lot more weirder. Yeah, interestingly. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get into the looks now. Look, we can talk about the BLM movement, but this was filmed last year. That topic is, has been beaten to the ground, and I'm pretty sure two Asian women are not going to add more to the BLM movement. Not any more than the episode can. By be- real black people. Yes. As has already been said, there's 36 outfits, so we'll give a quick description and a yay or a nay and how they did overall. Can we do characters instead of the rounds? Like, this is Denali's three looks. Yeah. Denali, she was the airbag. I love that pun. It was campy, but 
I don't know. I think this should have been like damage. Oh. Like, oh, she's like an ebb crash dummy after something happened. Because then at least there would be like more color, more dimensions. I guess so, yeah. I How did she see? Oh, I, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> she was blind. Uh, then she had like a Cruella Duvelle black with little reds and whites. I love that nail. With I, the smoking thing. I like the idea of the nail too. But... I want to bring that cigarette holder back. We've forgotten about it as a society. I don't care for that look. It saves your lipstick. True. And then her third look was the flower Mexican Cinco de Mayo look. Oh my god, I loved it so much. The archway was so pretty. The jewels on her face are oh, gagged. It was very beautiful. But she was safe because her first two were not that good. It was Her first two I thought was okay. It wasn't spectacular. That's why she's safe. Okay. Um. So she did an okay job. Joey J. Okay, so the first one was the medical IV bag. That hilarious. <laughs> and Carson was on the money with the whole like poison ivy, and I don't know why Joey J. couldn't get it. I feel like um Joey J. paid someone to make that outfit for her, and that's why she didn't get it. I thought the IV was supposed to be an allusion to Adam and Eve, since she was so naked. How did you miss that, Mark? Oh, fuck you. I don't recognize plants. What am I? A Batman villain? A botanist? A plant couture? (laughs) There should be more plant couture. Fuck you. Then she was like the red villain suit. She looked like a 007 villain. Wasn't that supposed to be a movie reference to, like, Rosé? I don't recognize the movie. I just thought it was boring. I hope someone says, oh, she wrote something in binary code on her coach bag. Someone figure it out. Yeah. Let us know. I hope it's her name. Oh, that'd be cute. (laughs) And then she had the big polka dots and bows and... Oh my god, that was constructed terribly. I liked it. I, am I the only bitch that liked it? Yes, you are. I like the hair. I like. I got the Minnie Mouse vibe. She had the white gloves, the polka dot skirt. I didn't. I thought it was constructed too poorly. Like, I think if you're going to have the bowls be the thing that gives you volume, then the everything else has to be less volume to give contrast. Fair enough. But it was just all ruffled and... Ugh. Um, then Lala Ree. Okay, so she was Bag of Bones, which is an amazing theme, but her execution was terrible. I agree with Carson that there should have been some kind of pattern, or she should have been, like, have a whole body skeleton on her. Mm. It just looked like bones were floating out. She reminds me of a Jajinka someone would have done. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's main or shine, if it's compared to Demon Art. Depends. <laughs> And then, oh, her power suit is cute. Like the blue, pink, yellow leopard that just oh, like yeah. blended and, and together. And I appreciate a bald bitch. I know. That was so nice. Yeah. But then, nothing could save her for the shopping bags. Why? Why? What did she do when she realized she ran out of materials? Did she just work on the wig? I know, the guest judge was right. She should have cut it and like given herself more material to work with. I love that they got that guest judge every time because of COVID. Like, no one else is willing to risk their life to be a guest judge except this bitch. <laughs> and the other one. Oh, yeah. They seem to be switching between those two. Can't remember the other episodes had a different one, but... So, yeah, Lalawi, you're clear on the bottom. Lalawi, you should have gone home for that look. <laughs> yeah. Then Elliot with two T's. Oh my god, she was the gift bag. That was so... And then the little bag, she said to Rue. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I love that outfit. A bit simple. <laughs> you know what's simple is her red suit outfit? <laughs> oh, yeah. With the sh- shoulders that's supposed to be Mac. I'm like, that's not how you do shoulders. It's so boring. Like, what is this? I don't know. A lot of the money bag looks was... Very poor. I like her. I really like her beanbag look. 
I didn't care for it. How dare you? I don't know. Okay, it's so hot to me when someone wears an oversized jacket, but it's a bikini underneath. I don't know why. No, I mean, it's sexy. I just didn't think it was that great. And it was all the same material that white with like pink splashes. What did we learn from Tamisha Amon? To drag it up. Less is more. Fair enough, but you gotta have something. I feel like the canvas is still blank. I mean, it's not like a bare naked easel like Lala Ree was, but still. Okay, let's look at Tamisha Amon because she had like the opposite problem of Elliot with using too much material. Okay, so first was her old bag. I um, thought that was a terrible pun. Yeah, it wasn't the most clever. It was um, just garbage. It was on brand for her. I guess. Well, that was a cute outfit. I like the red jewelry. Then she was in the... Her power suit was like the white suit with like green cape and the peacock feather. And I get the judges were right. It is very nice for a woman, but for a drag competition? No, I guess that's the difference between being a ballroom queen and a drag queen. Yeah, so cute, but... Oh, and then you get into the third one. She looked... She had all this metallic material. It's like super shiny, and I hated that metallic green tea bag skirt. <laughs> that was so ugly. But I did kind of like everything else. It was just, um... It was a bit much. I thought she just needed to rein it in. Like, it didn't make sense to switch from the really metallic material to... It looks like, like, drop string pouches. Yeah. Like the things we put, like, keychains in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that was lost to me. <laughs> and then she had the black material, which was... It really was choking her when you saw her in Untucked. Oh, it looked like a heavy outfit, but you know that's just made out of cheap material. Um, then we got to Simone. So she was fun bag with the big pink boobs, and that was terrible. That's awful. Girl, you're a little queen. What the... Is that? Yeah. I don't know if it's because of comedy, but I was like... You just can't put a dress on with sequins and call it a day. Simone was very safe this week. I didn't like any of her outfits. I didn't hate any of her outfits. Like her second look with the pink suit, red hair, didn't care. Yeah, that was really boring too. And then her last look was just like the red, white swimsuit. Like, like we've seen that and there's nothing drag about it. Oh, speaking of doing something someone already done, I feel so bad for Olivia Lux. Yeah, so she was the punching bag. I'm sorry, but Simone did that better. She didn't know. I just felt bad for her. It wasn't a bad idea. No, it was pink, so it was cute at least. I did like her power suit. Like, she had like this blue suit with a cape over her arms, so it kind of looked like sleeves as well. And it was oh. like a, she did kind of look like a air stewardess kind of look. Yeah, I love capes. I'll marry someone in a cape. Oh, that'd be cute. I know. You could have a cape. No, I want a train. I can't have a cape and a train. Maybe a cape is your train. I want to be like Nikki doll with her cape look. Oh. Anyways, Olivia Lux's green outfit, let's talk about that instead of shitting on my dreams. She looked like Wonder Woman. She did, like an Amazon princess. Yeah, another queen who thought that she should have, like, excelled, but she ended up being safe. Her looks, compared to, like, Gottmik and Utica, did not reach that bar. It's sad, it's not bad, it just didn't reach the bar. No, yeah, um... Like, uh, Gottmik's body bag, right? Unique. I didn't like her body bag look. How could now, you? I always love the medical, the bloody looks, but I didn't like Gottmik's one. Oh, you don't think that was cool? I like the idea. I think she should have kept the body bag on because without the body bag, you know, it's not the theme. I don't know. I, I guess like after watching Dragula, oh. you didn't do blood. I want more. I want more shock. You can't. What if they say like you know you can't ruin the stage? And then we get into her money bag look. I didn't actually care for that either. 
It's funny because it reminded me a lot about Rosé's suit, and they were like, that didn't work. Exactly, because I'm like, why does Gottmik's one work and Rosé's one didn't? Is it just because the asymmetry? Maybe. I don't know. I just don't like it. That's a big trend lately, asymmetric splat. <laughs> Keep that in. I'm not a big fan of asymmetrical looks. And then, okay, her, her construction one, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's my least favorite look. I don't think it's fashion. I don't think it's foreign. I don't think it's deconstructed. I just think it's ugly. I, I like the idea of it. I just... What idea? I like um her pants. That's it. Gottmik has a very... Sl- not sloppy because it's intentional. But I guess rustic design because this was her last week's problem too. There was a lot of straps and it was too busy. It's just ugly. And she won. I'm like pissed. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Gottmik. I think she's a fantastic queen, but I think this is just an ugly look. Moving on. So, <laughs> got her, right? Yeah. We don't want to go on a tangent. How dare you? So Rosé, oh my god, her kilt bag. I thought it was cute. It's so cute. I love the... Um, the nice silhouette the pipes bring. That was so cute. I and thought it brought me back to UK. <laughs> Scottish. Yeah, she brought her accent. It's so sad her second look really brought her down, but... <laughs> I know, it's like, it's a reference to a movie, but you're supposed to drag it up or camp it out. Camp it out. Do something. Yeah, of course. Do something. <laughs> I don't even know the reference. And then... Me just gesturing to Gigi Good. This is how you make a homage. Yes, absolutely. And then... Okay, I didn't like her construction look either. How? Get it? What the... Who do you like? Who construction did you like then? Because if it's not Rosé, I don't know who. The one on my thumbnail? Fuck you. I don't know. I mean, I like the motion that was put into it when she spun, but... It's just one material. No, she had two. Yeah, I didn't see two. The triangles? Yeah, you can tell me, but I didn't see two. Oh, F you. Rosé, you are my queen. I follow you on Twitter. You don't tweet anything good. I know, Denali's my horse, but man, I didn't think she did that well. Denali was my favorite outfit. It's like all three of them. All three of them. Yeah. I just explained to you why they were not, she was safe and not on the top. What? Uh, okay, the Rosé and Tina Burner rivalry is kind of disappointing me because Tina Burner is not bringing it. Yeah, okay, because Tina's also safe. Cause, okay, so first she has the brown bag, which I thought was clever. <laughs> I didn't get it. Because you're stupid. <laughs> I was so confused. Like, I don't understand, Tina Burner. I need you to hold my hand and explain. See, I she put the liquor... On the bottom? Yeah. The liquor should have been on top because you, you know, you lower that brown bag a little to reach the lip of your drink. <laughs> you don't just litter it on. I mean, you do, but afterwards, right? Yeah. I like her black and white look. She did Rosé's black and white suit better. It was okay. I like that it was a big brim. God, I can't remember any of these girls' coach bags. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. It's like, so can we go on coach.com and something and make our own clutch? Yeah, that was the whole point. It just won't be that big. Go find this site. It's Crocs. It's Crocs on a luxury bag. You get to choose your little accessories to put on your little bag. That's cute. (laughs) Okay, and then she had the red bean bag suspender look. That was boring. Yeah, it was just, you made a dress, you made, yeah, you made a nice dress, but it was, ooh. And I'm sure it was difficult, but overall, it was just, yeah. This is kind of getting to UK, it reminded me of Ginny Lemon. Yeah, the tube dress. And we'll talk later about why that's problematic. Yeah, um, Candy Muse, so I will talk. 
So she was bag of tricks. I thought that plan was cute, but her magician look was so basic. Just white and black suit. Come on. And then just, oh, I did like that, how her bag became a, a cape. That was cute. Then she was the pink CE ho and that joke is overdone and your outfit is basic and I don't like it. And your money hair was ugly. And then she was the 80s student body bag look and hoe. And it's like, Candy, I get that you're a hoe, but can you do something else? Candy should be diminished for being always a whole look. I feel like she's going to get the Miss Vanjie critique. You're always doing the same shit. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Or, well, actually, I'm not waiting for elimination. I'm just going to say this right now. As long as I live, Candy Muse will not be on our thumbnails. Ooh. I, I'm making that statement now. I don't know. She could... Now, her outfits have been fairly basic and junk, but she could... She could turn it out. Uh, she has to be the last contestant there. <laughs> she gotta be the winner. <laughs> and then... Oh, Utica. Utica. She she was my winner. My winner <laughs> this week. Oh. oh. Her outfits are so nice. It's just so disappointing the way she walked down the runway kind of ruined the look. Which I'm like, she's a campy. She's cute. Although the second one didn't have to be campy. Yeah. Because, like, she was the doggy bag and she was the white... Now, all right, I love Utica's doggy look. But I just can't help but think of Canada's Drag Race. Ilona had a purple French poodle look. There's nothing that's going to beat that dog look. <laughs> nothing. But Utica's a close second. It's very cute. Almost in the same vein. And I'm so impressed she made her own jewelry. Yeah, so then the black one, she, uh, the money one, she was all in black with like these huge gold accessories. And they're, it's so gaudy, but different and it's unique and gorgeous. Oh, and the sleeping bag, the whole hood look and the makeup. It was so beautiful. Oh my god, that that's amazing. That's work. Not like Gottmik's lazy shit. Oh. I don't hate Gottmik, I just hate these looks. She's not your cup of tea. No, she's not. And especially a queen who does the white clown face as your look. You're really not going to be my favorite. <laughs> I like color, personally. I'm really vibing with Utica as the weeks go by, except I still can't forget that sheer look that I hate. <laughs> what was that? That's not scars all oh, over. Like no, no, no. Okay, and then so, Gamic wins. She's a winner, baby. And our bottom two is Joey J versus Lala Ree to Iggy Azalea's debuting song, Fancy. Oh, that's her beauty. <laughs> that's her debuting? That, that was the first song, I believe, that she's done. At least that I remember being mainstream. Let me just say, Joey J was robbed. It was a very close match, and I thought it was very funny when Lala Ree started picking up the money. I just thought, I don't know, I just didn't think Lala Ree had any good dance moves compared to Joey J. Like, I'm not saying she wasn't a good dancer. I think Lala Ree kind of does what like, the Denali does. Like, she hits every note. Like, oh. she's always moving. And Joey J is more like, I have my highs and lows. Oh. Uh. So, it just depends on... Um, very, like I said, very close match. And before we end off the US section of RuPaul's Drag Race this week, let's just talk a little bit about Untucked, because if you didn't watch it, you're missing half the show. <laughs> Do we work for RuPaul now? If only. But actually, if we work for RuPaul, we wouldn't be so negative on these queens. We'd just say them all perfect and anyone could win and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. Honestly, the queens that I think that are going to leave first have been on the bottom. <laughs> la La Ree, Joey J, Kamora Hall, and I just hope Candy Muse. <laughs> okay, I don't understand when Olivia Lux said, we don't get critiques on our looks. Why don't we give each other critiques now? Candy Muse was like, Elliot with two teeth, you gotta learn to read the room. It's like, what? 
Candy Muse has a theme of giving people advice that she really needs to hear herself. I don't know if you want to talk about this because you're the one that brought it up when the whole Tamisha did the same thing to Candy Muse. I did think Tamisha came for Candy and I don't think that was super fair. But Candy also came for Elliot in the same way. And Candy Muse talks a lot because she just wants to get what she has to say out there. But she never listens to anyone. Like all Candy Muse wants to say is that she's the best. Or that she wants to say that she's upset. But she never really listens to what Tamisha's saying. I hated her apology. I'm sorry we were all ugly, especially one of us, but let me just defend myself more. And it's like, bitch, are you taking YouTube lessons? That's not how you do an apology. You do not defend yourself in an apology. I know, and then she tried to, like, make it up with Elliot, and I was like, yeah, but Elliot ain't buying what you're selling. Elliot is doing the smart thing. She's just coasting by. I know, she's just like, Candy, I don't care. And you can tell I don't care because I'm not acknowledging you. Unlike how you really, for some reason, care about what Tamisha says, even though you're saying you're this badass bitch who don't care about what anyone says. I got really turned off by Tina Burner and Gottmik. Like, I shouldn't be. That's completely biased. I understand I am in the wrong. I just can't help but be turned off. Tina Burner is a coaster queen. Gottmik, a fashion queen. But for them to side with Candy Muse is within their right, but it's like, then you're aligning yourself with the wrong, loud force. In my opinion. I think we gotta give Tamisha some credit, or understand that she's feeling very dejected. She's the sewing queen. She sold all her outfits, and she's on the bottom. So of course she's gonna come and be really defensive, because she knows Candy Muse is sitting right there, who's probably gonna be like, Oh, I'm safe and you're on the bottom? Hmm, indicative. So I, I, that's all I really want to say. And we're not going to shit on Candy Muse every week unless she has a really shitty look. She's becoming like soaking up ganache. Yes, she is. And I, I never will hope any death threats upon her. But just to kind of... I hope she starts watching what she doesn't say, which we know she won't. Here's what I will say. I hope you don't get more Twitter followers. I don't wish anything on your health. I don't wish anything on your career. I just don't want you to get more fans. Or maybe Wild Present could protect you more, but now you're not putting all this drama on the air, but you know they are, because this is what we watch for. Maybe Wild Present can help by not posting Candy's stupid face at every lip sync. Yes, Candy, I understand. You're not a dancer, so it amazes you when other people can move. Okay, so now that we're done with that, let's move on to RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 3. This was a really good episode. I was just thinking I'm sick of just challenges being fashion or acting. This had a nice twist on the fashion. So let's get into it. So Cherry Valentine had Sashay away. Very sad. I was looking forward to her drag more. It was just sad that she left with everyone kind of not liking her. But she did do that bitch thing like, no one cares. Well, guess what, Cherry Valentine's? No one cares about your drag. <laughs> Not true, but you get what we're trying to say. Yeah, I love her entrance look. I know. So then we get into the mini challenge where they do a quick carnival drag where they limbo for their life. And no one said who anyone was, so I was like, who's that? Who's that? And I, only when they paled up, I knew who was who. I know. It took us a while to be like, okay, that one's obviously Veronica Green. That one's Taze. And then it's like, where's sister, sister? I cannot get Bambini and Ginny Lemon. I cannot tell the difference. Ginny Lemon is like twice the age of Bambini. At least that's what it looks like. How how dare you? Maybe it's because they're the same gender. I can't decide. 
and it gets not the side, but differentiate. But that was super funny, and then it was funny how, like, Tace and Veronica, the two skinny bitches, <laughs> went the lowest and, like, got to assign colors. Veronica Green, I love her. Her personality has been coming out so strong now. Yeah, I thought she was gonna be like a meek, nerdy girl, but she's actually stands on her own. Let me back up. I kind of jumped the gun there. First, they paired off into their best Judy friends, where Sister Sister, Ginny Lemon were paired, Veronica Green and Tia Coffee, Tasty and Ahora. Tasty. Oh, I, I always say Tasty! She's a BuzzFeed video. <laughs> Taste and Ahora, Astina Mandela and Bibney Bomboulash. I finally can know their names. And the two Scottish queens. Lawrence Cheney and, and Ellie Diamond. Diamond. <laughs> uh, so Are gonna... we girlfriends? Oh god, no. Oh. You'd have to be a girl. Oh. Well, not bullshit, two of them are non-binary. They're best Judy friends. Oh. Hey, so they paired off into their best Judy friends, and then it was they were told that they have to be in a Who Wore It Best challenge. It's the biggest twist is that you're paired up with your best friend, but all everyone who loses their matchup is on the bottom. So you have a good chance of sending your own best friend home. Yeah, and no one is safe. Tace and Veronica got to kind of choose their colors for all the girls. Veronica chose green for herself. For her name. You gotta stay on brand. I mean... <laughs> I was with tea or coffee all the way just being like, Girl, why'd you pick green? You gotta represent Ireland. I don't know if she's Ireland, but she gotta represent. Yeah, that was weird. Then, of course, Taste would pick black for herself. Black is like one of the safest colors you can choose. You're always sexy in black. This is a little bit spoilers. But one of the queens gets like, oh, congrats on getting out of your safe zone. But no one calls taste out on staying squarely in her zone. When you're sexy, you're sexy. And that's the zone everyone wants you to be in. Or <laughs> <laughs> something. And then Veronica gave Sister Sister and Ginny Lemon pink. That's a good idea because Ginny Lemon's always yellow and orange. So you wouldn't give her gold. Yeah. Blue would have been an interesting choice because it's like the opposite of yellow, but I don't think they were trying to screw anyone over. Um, then Taste gave Astina and Bimini blue, which that was an interesting choice. You can't give Bimini pink. Well, pink was already given, so. Mm. But, and then Lawrence Cheney and Ellie Diamond got the remnants of gold. I thought that was brown. So I was like, oh, they got the worst color. But when RuPaul said, you get gold, I was like, ooh. Gold? How elegant. That looked brown to you? Was it shiny? Get your eyes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe because you and Lawrence Cheney saw a candy wrapper. <laughs> That's why you guys saw gold, but I saw brown. Lawrence Cheney is so funny in this episode. I uh, laughed so many times. I had to rewind the episode to figure out what was going on. You know what's good about Lawrence Cheney is that she's not just a comedy queen. This episode proves she can sew. Yeah. No, spoilers. Anyways. Fuck you. <laughs> and so, you know, they go through all this whole thing of, like, the girls going through, um... The fabric choices. The fabric choices, what they plan on doing. We figure out who can sew, who cannot sew. I was offended when the pink group said that they had all ugly materials. And they... I was like, what are you talking about? You pulled out ten good fabrics that I would have loved. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because some fabrics look, like, different colors. They mm. look differently. It's so like, oh, this fabric looks good in blue, but not in pink. Maybe, but spoiler alert, pink was like one of the worst groups in my opinion. Another spoiler, I don't know how we're doing this order of things, <laughs> but um, Ginny Lemon and Sister Sister pretty much used the same fabric. And I thought to myself, you skinny bitches, how dare you? 
They did, but that was part of the challenge. You know, you're using the same materials. You just gotta see who wore it better. But no one else used the same material. Like, the exact same material. Yeah. The pink metallic. I got what you're saying, yeah. But anyways, I thought the taste on the horror sexual tension was cute. Oh, Lawrence Janie calling that out. That was so funny. (laughs) You know, I like when there's actual drama and things to talk about in between. Like, I know you can't script that shit, so you can't always plan for that. But sometimes, the girls are just making small talk like, Oh, you girls ever worked at the clubs? And I'm like, I don't care. But Ginny Lemon and Bimbini talking about the whole non-binary thing, I was like, yas. Yeah, how do you feel about that since you're non-binary? Hmm, I relate with Ginny Lemon in a way where, oh, she can't see herself as sexy. Like, I don't know anything about her background, but being non-binary, sometimes she has a very masculine body with the whole shoulders. Right, and but, being, um, of course being assigned male at birth. Yeah, so then like maybe like when you're drag, you don't want to be this super sexy woman because you're non-binary. You don't see yourself as a super sexy woman. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so you have to try find like I know some non-binary people they lean towards either gender, but I think Ginny is right smack in the middle, so she's having a hard time being perfectly androniously sexy. You know, it's hard though, and I don't know why we keep bringing up Naomi Small in this, <laughs> but she's somewhat of an androneous queen because she doesn't have the boobs or any padding. Yeah, she just has like a face that's you know painted well and long hair. She's sexy and non-binary. I hope Ginny Lemon can still do sexy in her own way. Yeah. Or at least feel more empowered in her fashion. Would it be still her own, like, quirky fashion or just me stepping outside that box like she did in this episode? Oh, but let's talk about this episode's biggest mistake. Tia Coffee starting over from step one when she doesn't <laughs> know how to sew. To be fair though, if you knew how to sew, you wouldn't go back to step one. You'd have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about Ahura helping taste a lot? Like, out of all the pairs, Ahura helped taste the most because of that sexual tension. (laughs) I like that Ahura helped taste. I think it's a nice thing to do. Although, obviously, it's favoritism because of that sexual tension. Because I don't think if she was part of anyone else, she would have helped them. I think Ahura is interesting because this episode revealed about how she wasn't part of the fashion industry because no one took her seriously after she did drag. But she's still a bitch. (laughs) That's sad, yeah. I thought, oh. Like, the loneliness was very apparent when she explained it that way. Maybe that's why she's a bitch. Lonely? Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like you put your walls up, so if anyone tries to bite at you, you bite back harder so you don't get hurt. Hmm. I can see that. Now let's get into the main runway. And we do have to give them some slack because they did make their own outfit. There's one queen. When we get to her, I will not give her any slack. (laughs) So let's start with Taze. She had um, a very short black outfit. She kept up her dragon hair. She had safety pins everywhere because she can't sew. They called it deconstruction. I was like, that's just ugly. I saw how it was fashion, but in the back of my head, I can't help but think Ahura is the only reason why that came together. Yeah, now that they've explained, like, Ahura helped a lot, lot, it's like... <sighs> Wasn't there one other season where there was a queen? I think it was Bianca Del Rio who helped um, all her fellow queens out a lot doing sewing. She did, but she still came out on top of herself. There is another queen. I can't think of who it is, but she literally helped everyone and then her outfit suffered. Oh. Like, greatly. I don't think she got out, luckily for her. Then she was just like, okay, I can't help anyone because I really don't have time. Which is true because they they give you a bare minimum. But then, okay... 
then a horror comes out and she's got like this jacket, a puffy sleeve, a little like hat. And I thought it was cute, but I, I didn't care for it either. My problem was that it was a bit simple. Like, don't get me wrong, the silhouette with the sleeves was really pretty. But it was just a shadow. Yeah, I think it was hard to do this one in all black. Yeah, taste fucked her sister. <laughs> in a sexual way. <laughs> Always in a sexual way. Speaking of sexy. Then we get into Ginny Lemon. Or Ginny Lemon, sorry. Ginny Lemon had a pink tube dress. Oh my god, she should have been on the bottom. Okay, look, getting lemons, you know, we're giving slack because they don't know how to sew, but girl, you made literally just a tube dress. And I'm so glad everyone called out she should have clinched the waist. Oh, yeah. Because it was just way too baggy. Yeah, it was just like, the idea is big shoulders, small waist, big hips to make that hourglass look. Like, girl, why are we wearing padding if you're just gonna be a box? Yeah, maybe your sister's sister didn't have a corset for her. Oh, that's true. She wasn't Bianca Del Rio, best <laughs> drag queen. <laughs> Not helping with that hodge body. <laughs> and yeah, the shoes was kind of a mess. But if you don't have high shoes, what are you supposed to do? Like, they, the judges keep saying, oh, those heels are like granny heels. It's like, bitch, we're not going foot locker. It's not in the budget. I mean, you just do whatever's comfortable. Then sister came out and I, I don't even know what it was. It made me really upset because I thought the jacket sleeves was really pretty, but the fabric choice and her bodysuit completely clashed. Yeah, and I didn't like how the material from the pants came out to the breast. Like, that was just weird. I get what she was supposed to do, but it didn't work. Wrong fabric choice. Maybe that's what they'll say. The pink <laughs> fabrics were bad. This is the weakest pair. Very. And then we get to Veronica Green, and she was like this sexy, flowy... I don't know how to explain it, but maybe like, um, 70s? Bitch, I love that cape. I keep trying to draw that, but it never comes out pretty. Now I know... Veronica Green. She's my idol. She is my goddess. Uh, th- those outfits are always hard because you gotta draw the flow. And mm. if you don't draw the flow right. But in real life, you know, there's always a flow. See, that's a sexy outfit that's simple. Like, the cuts are really intricate, but the design itself is simple. Yeah, and she's also a queen who doesn't really pad that much either. Mm, you're right. See, I kind of thought a horror was going to come out with something like that. Or something more like Bimini too. Mm, yeah. Bimini was really pretty, but we'll get to her later before. Before that, we have to talk about the tragedy. The shame. <laughs> the shame. Tia Coffee. It looked like an ugly 80s high school prom look, but without the volume. She had the height. She had the hair to make that hippie look that she initially planned pretty, but she didn't. Yeah, why didn't she go for the hippie look? I think that would have been much better. I will give Tia Coffee some credit. That little border of her dress seemed impressive. With uh, the scrunchie. I guess. Yeah, sure. Especially if she has to make it. Although, the hippie look, how hard can it be to make friends? You just, you know, cut. <laughs> like you're cutting hair. Yeah, cutting hair. Like you tease hair. Um, and I thought it was cute how they were saying, like, Tia, you got the body. Why don't you just, like, walk like you're a fashion model, dress like you're a fashion model? And Tia's like, oh, I can? But don't mean this, though. A lot of girls, though, avoiding sexiness. Is right. that fair when you're a comedy queen? I think the idea isn't necessary to be sexy. I think the idea is to be confident. Like, taste looks sexy, but it's because she wears herself sexy. Did you think that outfit was nice? No. Did you think she was sexy? 
Yes. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's not necessarily what you wear, it's just how you wear it. I think that's just kind of what they're kind of telling Ginny and Tia, but also to kind of like, girl, pad, girl, just like walk with confidence. Because they didn't say Tia had the pad. No. That was different from yeah. Ginny. Oh, but when Tia said, sometimes I look at taste and I say, I wish. I <laughs> Makes me so upset. It's like, I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> oh, you know, I call Tia a shame. You gotta admonish the anime girl, the quote unquote anime girl. Okay, Stina, you look like a cheerleader. I don't really see the ice skater because ice skater looks are beautiful, lacy, intricate. You were a basic bitch cheerleader. Hey, girl, what happened to the puffy sleeves you had planned? Why was it just a shirt in the end? I know, the puffy sleeves would have brought the Sailor Moon feel to it. This puffy sleeves, like a giant bowl. It was so simple, they thought it was just an ice skater. Yeah, I wish I was able to kind of get that skirt to like poof out like a tutu. Like, use sticks or some. Yeah, you use that little um underdress to make it poof out more. Yeah. I think I saw another girl wear that. I forget who. Yeah, that would be cute. It always interests me when Michelle Vassade says, oh, you should take off the necklace. <laughs> I think this is the second time I've seen this. Yeah, and then they take it off and it's like, girl, you didn't get what she was trying to say. Like, nothing you're going to do to that outfit's going to help. <laughs> to be fair, Athena's competitor, she had no chance in hell. Oh my god, Bibini's outfit was so pretty. I know, and I love that turnaround, it's all lace. Yeah, but Bimini, not ashamed of her body that she got from being a vegan. Now, I don't like the black panty, but oh. at least it was very skinny, so it's hard to see. She needs a nude panty. Why was that black panty better than taste when she had um that corset underneath the red i think it's because that black outfit underneath really showed oh. but then you look, it's very skinny you have to look for it okay i mean we both noticed it but it's not like super noticeable maybe it's because interfered with taste design the red design but bibini she meant to show off that ass <laughs> that flat ass <laughs> Oh, can we please move on and talk about the best pair? Ellie Diamond and Lawrence Cheney killed the gold outfits. Gold was like the obvious choice you should choose. Because like, if Ginny did her dress in gold, she would have been set. Because it's beautiful. Just already has all the details. This matchup made me go crazy because they were so close. Either of them could have won in my opinion. We did give it to Ellie Diamond because we love the pearls. We love all the details. I like Lauren's look, but I thought it was just like, it was a white top and a black bottom. Like, you've seen that before. Yeah. The fact that it's gold doesn't change the fact that it's kind of a already seen outfit, but I'm sure it was constructed well. Yeah, Ellie Diamond had a lot of cute accessories, but in the end, it was just kind of a leotard. And Lawrence Cheney actually made like a really well dress, but just because it was constructed well, you know? And Lawrence Cheney had a silhouette that was very like, that Her S-shape. boobs was amazing. Yeah. I've been trying, I've been dying to do that whole whisk attached to the body, but it never works out. I know what you mean, yeah. And then the untuck, okay. <laughs> when Ahura said that Tia Kofi should have gone home and was just like, oh my god, all these amazing people, I'm very glad that Veronica Green kind of put her in her place. Oh, yeah. Now, Ohara's got too much pride to actually step back, but at least Veronica Green defended her friend. See, it was really weird because first you have Ohara being like, Oh, why wasn't I winning? And Veronica said something very bold. Like, it wasn't wrong. It was bold. You're on the bottom because you helped taste too much. Oh, yeah. I was surprised Veronica Green said that. I was like, yeah, really? Holy crap. Like, no, no. 
what you said, you pleased the truth, but you are a chihuahua going after a pit bull. No, no, this chihuahua is showing that it's, she's a big dog. Mm, tiny dog, big bark. Yeah, like, Veronica actually has a lot of confidence in herself. Like, she knows what she can do well, and she does it. Like, her execution is so on point. There was, like, a weird rivalry between the two. Everyone else just shut up and let them duke it out. <laughs> I did think Ahura should have won this challenge. You think so? At least Ahura's look was more unique than Lawrence Cheney's. Uh, I gave it to Lawrence Cheney. Her makeup was a lot better. Fair enough, but this was a fashion challenge. Fair enough, but, you know, unfairly, I did not like Ahura's look. Like, it's sad we don't get critiques from the winners that much. What are you going to say? You're beautiful. You're fantastic. Uh, actually, I guess they do it when they have the tops and the bottoms in the front. Yeah, they do. So shut up. <laughs> I'll fight you. I, I thought it was really sad when the losers came in and they were all dejected. Yeah, they were just like... Well, I think they kind of knew who was on the bottom. <laughs> so Tace and Ellie was like, yeah, I was there, but for the ride. Yeah, you know, like, I do believe Ellie Diamond could have beaten Ahura because they said that she was really close to Lawrence Cheney. That's true, yeah. Ellie would have definitely been the second place of this 10-man race. So it's sad that Ahura got third. Assumingly. Assumingly, yeah, but you know. I don't know, like, what could she have done to save that outfit? Maybe add a belt? Because she had that snake belt. Yeah, I have no idea. Ahura had everything you could think of, right? She's covered from head to toe. Oh well. Moving on to one of the most stress-inducing lip sync. So we get into Tia Coffee versus Estina Mandela, which I still think this should have been Ginny Lemon, but whatever. And they lip sync to Don't Start Now. Dua Lipa songs? Lupe? Dua, whatever. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa songs are so good to lip sync to. Yeah, I actually didn't start liking her songs until this one, Don't Start Now. What was the first one they lip sync? It was either US or UK. US did Break Your Heart. Okay. I break my heart. It's just a fun energy and there's so many, you know, like it's, it's a roller coaster. It's not one note. A lot of them are kind of clubby songs though. It's oh. just like... Yeah, drag queens drives at clubs. Fair enough, yeah. Um, so this one, I think we're all shocked at the outcome. Astina had the energy, she had the sexiness. Now Tia was cute. She put up a good, well, hard to say she put up a good fight when she won the fight. <laughs> okay, look. Tia did kind of a more comedy compared to Estina, who was sexy and body. And I thought the song called for sexiness. Oh yeah, this is like a song about you being confident and how like you don't need somebody to start drama with you. But and Tia looks scared the whole time. I know that. But I did love that drop Tia did. <laughs> Such a strong power move because you're going to go shatter your knees to win this lip sync. I don't know how I felt when Tia was just a crying mess at the end. Oh, and the editing on that. Oh, oh. I was like... <gasps> I I think me and the queens were thinking the same thing. This was going to be a Shantae, you both stay. But when Astina left, I was like, what? Gob stop. Maybe it's just because it's season two and it's too early to do that kind of stuff. But damn, I can't believe Astina went home. She should have won. It's funny because Tia did this whole back move and failed. But Astina did it and succeeded. Oh yeah, Astina did it. It was sexy. I just... I don't know if I can agree with RuPaul, but I guess, you know, there's different drags. Like, this could have been Ireland drag, and this could have been UK. I don't know UK. I know I'm mad because Stina was, like, one of my top horses. She was a beautiful dark queen. Yeah. But I guess that's the end for now. Let's see what happens next week. Let's see if a horse says anything to Tia. I believe it's Snatch Game. I think I saw that in a preview. Oh, <gasps> so I, early. I know, it's like nine. They've been doing Snatch Game earlier and earlier. It's fun, that's why. Well, let's see. 
Lawrence Cheney's second win. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>